Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction of any kind or those searching for a better way to live. Rich and Susan Collenberg found freedom from drug addiction and alcoholism over two decades ago. In the series, The Temple of the Mind, they examine the Beatitudes, the Lord's Prayer, and other Bible passages to show how God uses His Holy Word in the events and trials of life to prepare hearts and minds to be the temple of His Holy Spirit. Take every thought captive now on Freedom to Choose. Thy kingdom come, thy will be Hello, everyone. My name is Rich Kallenberg. And my name is Susan Kallenberg. And welcome once again to Freedom to Choose. And we are on program number eight already, the series, The Temple of the Mind. And the title is, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's program number eight in the series, The Temple of Mind. You can... um, you can go on our website and listen to all of our previous radio programs. It's www.justasiamministries.com. Click the uh, Listen Now button, and all the different series is coming up uh, will come up. And, of course, the one you're listening to now is the Temple of the Mind. You know, something just occurred. Uh, last week we were talking, uh, or last, last program we were talking about... Uh, anger, fear, and resentment, and how anger, uh, me getting my way was the problem, not the anger and the fear and the resentment, because re- resentments were simply me not getting my way in the past, and anger was not me not getting my way right now, and fear is me maybe not getting my way in the future. And during the intro music, my phone was blowing up, and I, you know, I, and I had to shut it off, and Susan kind of whispered in my ear, or things are not going your way right now. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I can I can always tell because there's just a um, it, it's it's not that you get angry. You're just like oh yeah know? yeah because it's it's like you're trying to get one thing done and something kind of so that brings us to brains. You know, women's brains are able to multitask yeah. in like a bazillion different areas at a time and have you know projects halfway and you start another one and everything and kind of hopefully hold, hold it all together in some way. But men? Yeah. So the, the women's left and right hand side of the brain, they're connected with like an eight lane superhighway. Right. But the men's left and right brain, they got like a dirt road connecting <laughs> the two. Uh, I'm living proof of that. I can focus on one thing, do it pretty darn good. But I'll tell you what, you get me off topic and I can't do anything. I just stand like a deer in the headlights. Now, there's a lot of guys that can, I know a couple guys that 
at work that can email and go, go ahead, I'm listening, and I, I, can't, I can't even talk to them while they're emailing, <laughs> you know, if I'm standing over their shoulder. No, no, finish your email because it's breaking my concentration. Right. But, yeah, there's a couple guys at work that can do that, and I admire them, but they can, they can juggle. I, I cannot do that. That's well, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It even bugs me when they're, when they're emailing and get off track. Um, yeah, so, Susan, we want to open with a, a word of prayer, please. Yes. Our, our loving Father in heaven, we thank you once again for um, putting it in our hearts to discuss um, the temple of the mind and how you desire to come and cleanse it and to um, have a play, have it be a dwelling place for your spirit and your character. And so we just ask now that you will help us to see things um, maybe in a different way or to believe in something even stronger um, than we did before, because um, your desire is to heal us and to recreate us, and and we want that as well. And so we're grateful for that, and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Susan. So why are we going through the Beatitudes and talking about the temple of the mind? Because basically Jesus is illustrating character traits that we can all assimilate Mm-hmm. That don't incur guilt. Right. And guilt is our problem. Guilt and shame is our problem. Now, as we go through these Beatitudes, uh, please remember that everything is a process because we will make some statements that we want to be this way and this way and this way. And, you know, I raise my hand and go, but I'm not that way. Right. You know, just remember an apple starts out as a little blossom, then a little green apple. As it grows and it grows and it grows and it grows and it may grow into a bright, juicy red apple, but in every stage of growth, it is perfect at every stage, and you cannot take a single stage of growth out. And And so as we go through these Beatitudes, keep in mind that we are talking about growth and a process of assimilating Jesus. Right, and it's interesting because you're talking about when the flower blooms— but we have some apple trees, right? And um, you go out there, and after they've lost in 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 the fall and winter time, the tree looks like it's dead mm-hmm. because it's nothing but a, um, a a naked branch. There's nothing there. And then as there's more light in the day, mm-hmm. I think because mm-hmm. it's not co- dependent upon temperature, it's the amount of light that's where we're sitting in the hemisphere, I think, mm-hmm. is what happens. And pretty soon you start to see these little bumps on the on the branch. Mm-hmm. And then they get bigger and bigger the more light that comes, you know, that, that they're it, exposed to. And mm-hmm. then pretty soon that flower blossoms. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, as they wake from their sleep. Right. They begin to grow, and I think that's so. I think that's what ta- that's that's what it is with us, and I think that we can be sleeping on on other things and be awake to to certain ideas mm-hmm. that God is teaching us, but yet not be fully awake or aware of, you know, His total and that's, glory. And that's part of the growth. See, right. we got to let ourselves grow. Um, I often like to think about it as a farmer, and Susan's. We're, this year, we're going to plant some tomatoes. Uh, different than we usually do. We're going to put an arch, archway of some hog wire and then grow them on both sides and grow the tomatoes up the archways. I think that's what you have right. in mind, ho- right? Hog panels. Hog so they're panels, a little yeah. bit. They're a little bit um, stronger. Yeah, it's not just. Uh, it's not just. Uh, 
six by six, ten, ten woven wire mesh. It's not that. Right. It's a little bit thicker. We normally run them up a pole and tie them to a pole, but they're always so big that they fall over and they've got issues. So this time, that's what we're going to try. So, yeah. So let's kind of go through, as we talk about the Beatitudes, let's go through this process of what Susan is going to do (laughs) and what she's going to employ me to do as we grow the tomatoes, right? We're going to go in and we're going to till that soil up, probably amend it a little bit, but it's really good soil, right? We'll do a little bit of uh, freshening up of the soil, definitely. Yeah. And then we're going to plant what plants that are probably 15 inches tall at the most? Yeah, maybe not quite that maybe, big. Okay. And then But we got to make everything prepared, right? We got to prepare, we got to get the watering system fixed, right. we, all that stuff. Got to put our our, our archway New, uh, in, uh-huh. right? And then we're going to plant those plants right. and then you're going to are you going to snip the couple I'll, I'll of bottom I'll do a little bit of pruning little on pruning. them. Mm-hmm. So, going to bury them really deep yeah. so they get a hardy root system. Okay. And as they grow, they get some false leaves. So I'm going to prune those. Prune off. those off, and you're going to tie them to the to the, the structure arbor. to yes. the arbor, right? So you're going to, and then and then we're going to we're going to see some fruit, right? Mm-hmm. And then we're probably going to you're going to plant some marigolds. I'm going to have and, lots of marigolds to keep away the aphids and, and and the deer and everything else. So you're going to dust them, or you're going to hand pick the worms off? Oh no, I I pick off the worms. You pick off the worms. I, I, we've never dusted. Okay. I know. His dad used to dust, and it was kind of like, eh, no, I do. I go hunting for, okay. what are they called, tomato worms, yeah. corn worms? <laughs> if somebody just turned the dial on right, they think they would be in a gardening program. Yes. But this is actually an addiction recovery program. Yes. Because what's happening here is Susan's going to till her soil. She's going to fix her watering system. She's going to amend the soil. She's going to plant the plant. She's going to prune the plant. She's going to tie it to the arbor as it grows. Where is the part where she grows the tomatoes? She does not. All she can do are the things that encourage the growth. The growth is still a miracle. Don't ever forget that. In your spiritual walk, you do the things that encourage the growth and let the growth, let the miracle happen. This Jesus is talking in the Beatitudes about the things that encourage the growth. Blessed are the starts out. Blessed, blessed are the poor in spirit. In other words, blessed are those who recognize their need for me, mm-hmm. right? And then blessed are those that mourn. Blessed are those who see me, see their need for me, and now they're mourning because they're sick, mm-hmm. right? And so. And he goes all the way through these Beatitudes, and right now we are on blessed are those which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, because what happens is, strangely enough, when you grow into Christ's likeness, people don't like you. Right. It's the most bizarre thing. Right. But it happens. Right. It's it's a phenomenon. Right. Yeah. And so, um, and of course, now what are you going to have? What are you also going to do once those tomatoes have grown, are you going to keep the box weeded? I'm going to do the very best I can to crowd those weeds out because Uh, it seems like no matter what, they always come up. So I I think I'm going to put more good stuff in there, like maybe some more flowers surrounding the plants to choke out those weeds. weeds. So you're going to crowd out the weeds with good stuff. Right. Okay. And that's the same with sin. We cannot stamp out sin. We have to crowd it out. Right. So if you're, as you're tending your mind garden, remember this program is called the Temple of the Mind. As you're, ten, as you're tending your mind garden, don't try to stamp out bad behavior. Crowd it out. If, right. you, if you're having a cigarette after dinner and you want to quit cigarettes, 
Do something to replace that activity. Don't sit in the chair going, I sure wish I could go outside and have a cigarette. And the same thing with all, there's all sorts of addictions, substance and behavioral, that we all participate in as an escape from reality, as a way to uh, guard ourselves, keep ourselves occupied because we don't want to live life on life's terms. Whatever it may be, we're all in the same boat. We're all brothers and sisters. We all have the same issues. It's okay to have emotions. It's not okay for your emotions to have you. It's okay to have fear. It's not okay for fear to have you. Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is walking through your fears with the Lord, knowing that he's got your back. In spite of in spite in, of what's happening all around you, in, in spite of what's happening around you, and in spite of what's happening in between your ears, mm-hmm. you know the devil will tell us all kinds of spooky things that never come true. Right. You know, we he's he's done it to me so many times. My mind will tell me horrible things that are going to happen that never happen. Right. But for some sick reason, I let it happen. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, "I want to free you from all that." Right. That's why the temple of, of the mind is so important in this day and age with all the fears that are instilled upon us. You turn the TV on, and it's and they're, they're talking, uh, be afraid of this, be afraid of that, be afraid of this, billboards, be afraid of this, be afraid of that. And so, people, we don't have to be afraid. And if you do have fear, remember, courage is simply walking through your fear. It's not an absence of fear. Mm-hmm. Jesus, even in the garden, did not want to go through with it, but he said, not my will, but thy will. Right. So what is the difference um, of being between being persecuted and being an annoyance? Okay, that's a really good question. Because, see, people don't persecute annoying people. People persecute those who they're afraid of. Hmm. They want to shut them up because they fear the truth. Or people persecute people they can persecute because they can persecute. Because they can. Right. Uh, we, yeah. Like a power over a power Having a power over people, that's true as well. But people, they, things that don't scare you, you kind of oh, brush them off. Mm-hmm. But, when, but if there's something you're afraid of, I guarantee you it's got your attention. And people were, and I, they were afraid of Jesus. The kindest, gentlest, most merciful, most forgiving person that has ever walked the planet, people were afraid of. Right. And he could not—God in human flesh could not convince people he walked with that he was God. Right. He came into his own, John chapter 1, and his own received him not. Mm -hmm. And that really means he came to his own family— and his family received him not. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And this is what God is saying. If you have the wrong picture of me, you will nail me to a cross and think it was a good idea. Right. And they, call, yeah. They, they went home and they, they went home to keep Sabbath and thought it was a good idea what they did. Mm-hmm. You know, interesting. And, and I, but I think the, the, most important part is that Jesus forgave them, even if they never accepted that forgiveness. Yeah, he during that moment, during the moment of his um, most excruciating, painful emotionally and physically, he forgave them. And so, once again, we can always look in a situation to see God's glory and His power, 
outside of what our human reality is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you know what? Anyway, while you were saying that, I wrote something down. Jesus hanging on the cross, basically, this is what it says to me. I am not your problem. You are your problem. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. all along through life, ever since the Garden of Eden, Adam determined that God was the problem. The woman that you gave me, she did cause me to eat. And so now I'm afraid of you and I'm going to run from you. Mm-hmm. God is the source of life. And Adam is running from the source of, source of life. And we've been running from him ever since. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus hanging on the cross is God's statement. I am not the problem. Right. You are the problem. Right. Look inside. And so here we, it always gets us right back to the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Mm-hmm. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the, you know, those that hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are those that mourn. And it was like his sermon to the people of that time and to all people throughout all ages for him to try to rewrite the, um, the upside downness of life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. To try to right side things up, which was a, um, a real dichotomy to the, what their thinking was and what their beliefs were about God and what he was going to do. Yeah. And what he even appeared, in other words, this, the disciples ran and hid, and I probably would have too when they nailed Jesus on the cross. Mm-hmm. And we always like to refer to that thief on the cross as, you know, a last-minute ditch effort thing. I want you to put yourself there. Uh-huh. When Jesus is hanging on the cross, there was the crowd of people that put him there, as well as the Romans and as well as the Jews. Jesus appeared at that time to be the biggest loser of the day. Right. And one of the guys hanging next to him says, I'm with the loser here. Mm-hmm. I'm with this guy that does not look like he has any power right now. But he saw in Jesus the difference. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm with this guy. Right. He may not look like much to you, but he looks like a lot to me. Right. Well, and I think that's a really good example of how um, God, Jesus doesn't give us the hope of attaining great social status or riches right. or having a life free from tri- trial, but he offers us the privilege of walking in the path with him of self-denial. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty intriguing, right? So yeah. maybe that's exactly what that thief on the cross saw. He yeah. saw the self denial, and he's like, you know what? I've lived my life as a thief and yeah. I'm no, and a scoundrel, and and I see this man something I've never seen before in humanity, and I want that instead. Yeah, and, yeah, and and here's where where it gets real um, interesting for me. That thief didn't know the book of John backwards and forwards. Right. That thief didn't know the Old Testament, probably. That thief just saw something in Jesus, probably heard about his healing, Right. probably heard uh, that he was being persecuted and he was guiltless, and Jesus and, and the thief himself was saw that, well, I deserve to be here, but this guy doesn't. Right. And so when he saw that, he said, basically, I'm opening my heart to you, God, Go ahead, cleanse my temple right now. Show me exactly who you are. And God showed him. Right. I forgive you. Right. John, watch out after my mother. I forgive you. And this guy saw that. And so uh, this is the this is the um, 
the temple of the mind, that this mind be in you that's, that was also in Christ Jesus, that Paul is talking about, it's a different, it's not a, a mind that is ruled by the carnal nature. It's not, it's a mind that has the fruits of the Spirit. And we, we were talking a little bit earlier about the tomato, uh, the tomato that you're going to grow this year at the weather. No, is I'm not going to grow it. The Lord's going to grow it. Right? You're going to do the things that encourage the growth, exactly. right? Yes. And it's going to bear fruit, yes. right? Yes. So if you do the things that encourage the growth, let the growth happen, you will bear fruit. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it works. Now, we cannot of ourselves grow anything. We cannot perform the miracle. Right. The miracle is uh, is something which that, has always been a problem with God's people. Right. Right. Exactly. All that you say, Lord, I will do. Right. Right. And of course, then we become fruit inspectors. Right. We want to we want to judge all the fruits of all the other people because we know exactly what their background was. We know everything they've been through in their lives, and we know they should not be like that right now at this stage of their growth. Right. We are amazing in what we think we know. Right. It's baffling. Uh, the ego is very cunning. Mm-hmm. The ego will tell you you're right when you're wrong. Right. And the ego will argue its case. So if if something looks good, it may not be always coming from a pure heart. So um, that's why we do go to Jesus, you know, daily and throughout the day and say, you know, Lord, help me to have that mind that you have and to, you know, to cleanse it of the, the selfish um, ways mm-hmm. of humanity. Yeah, because, you know, evil men and evil angels, they've always postured themselves against Jesus. Even though every word and act of Jesus is just oozes with compassion, his unlikeness to this world's selfish ways somehow always provokes bitter hostility. And it always did back then. It always provoked them, uh, his unselfishness for some reason. Um, so he our, what do I want to say, our nature, holding our nature in check is walking according to the Spirit. And once again, the last fruit of the Spirit is self-control, mm-hmm. self-mastery. Mm-hmm. God wants us to be able to walk into a room, hold our head high with dignity, place others above ourselves, mm-hmm. Not get into unnecessary arguments, not hold resentments, not react off of anger and fear, not react off of our emotions, because that's bad fruit. Mm-hmm. He wants us to have self-control, self-mastery, develop a character that sees the big picture and knows what's important and what isn't. Mm-hmm. What to st- what hill to die on, as someone once said. I'm not dying on that hill. That does That's, that's of no consequence. Mm-hmm. We've got to be able to feed our frontal lobe and be able to discern right from wrong what's important and what's not because we are living stones in that temple we are the dwelling place of god right and so there's always development happening mm-hmm. in, in constantly right in in the um in the temple of your mind yeah there's constantly in and if we're not Tending to the garden, right? If we're allowing weeds to grow, they'll take over. Yeah. What do you got to me? What do you got to do to grow weeds? You don't have to do anything. Nothing. Just right. let it go. You right. don't got to water them. You don't got to do anything. What do you got to do to grow bad character traits? Let them happen. Just let yourself right. go. Don't don't do the things that encourage good growth. Don't crowd out those weeds by planting new stuff. 
Just let it go, right. and it will go that way. That's right. the second law of thermodynamics. If you do not put energy into a system, it will decay. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is saying the energy to put into this system is to drink my blood and eat my flesh. In other words, assimilate me, learn about me, learn about my ways, partake of me like you partake of food, and let it become part of you. Mm-hmm. And you, you're that that way. The Under, you, understand how I treated people. Yes, and and then ha, you know by beholding we become changed. Yes, but we got to see the correct picture of God and Jesus. To, yeah, otherwise we're we're. Um, on the wrong track. Yeah. Don't let fear uh, rule you. Right. Don't let fear... And get, selfishness. And selfishness, yeah. That's all it, That's all it's about. That's all the Beatitudes are about. Uh, that's all as G, when Jesus talks about uh, the law, which we'll get into here in a couple of programs, uh, the same thing. It's all, it's all the same package. It's right. all the temple of the mind and making us healthier and healthier as we progress through life. We're going to have to wrap it up again, folks. That was a quick program. Thank you so much for joining us. You can get a hold of us at 916-645-1297. If you want resources, just give us a call. And remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle. And you have the freedom to choose. Our Father For listening to the Temple of the Mind on Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Kallenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could It Be This Simple, The Way Out of Your Prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they're supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening, and remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.